Hello, I'm Alfred. And I'm Chris. It is Thursday, and this is Why Wait Till Sunday, probably a top five midweek college football DFS show. Welcome to week 11, Chris. We've made it uh, into the double digits. We're, we're a solid week into the double digits here. I guess we're getting kind of close to the end of the regular season, although it probably goes to about 14 weeks. So, so many buys and things like that at, at different times. I think most teams have uh, three or four more games left. Is that right? Yeah, about... How are you feeling today? I, I feel not great. Last week was not awesome. Um, actually ended up doing better on the late slate than the main slate, which has kind of been a little bit of a trend for me. So I don't know what's up with that. Um, I did not play Sam Hartman. We did not play Sam Hartman. I don't think you did. And that probably was a bit of a mistake. I played a little bit, but not enough. Worth every penny of that 10k salary that's for sure not enough um all right well i don't know how you feel about this slate but we're gonna jump right into it um i've got tyler van dyke as the cover boy uh he's been pretty good for miami and we've got a big uh rivalry game miami at fsu to talk about um so congratulations to tyler you have made the why wait till sunday main graphic uh but let's kick it off with mississippi state at auburn uh tell us about this sec west matchup chris yeah so this is an interesting one because it probably matters a lot for the the state of both of these programs not necessarily long term but this year it, it, it makes a difference so auburn comes in favored and they've been really solid but Mississippi State's playing better defense as of late, and their offense is kind of always prolific. So I think this is a big game where it will matter for the SEC West um, if Bama trips up anywhere. But outside of that, I, I think that it's just going to be like a good kind of funky, hard-nosed football game. Probably so. Um, that's usually how the SEC West is uh, is run, except for Ole Miss, of course. Uh, West Virginia at Kansas State. This is a not your typical Big 12 matchup. I mean, both these teams are pretty good on defense. They play fairly slow. Uh, this isn't as wide open as you would maybe expect from a Big 12 uh uh, match up the point total as you might expect uh sub 50 it's only 47.5 kansas state is a 6.5 point dog meaning their implied total is 20 versus west virginia's 27 or 20.5 i should say i'll kind of just like make round numbers there um you know, Kansas State's defense is pretty good across the board. The only thing they kind of rank near the bottom of is the opponent's pass yards per attempt. But they just limit plays so much that the raw volume is not really there when you play Kansas State. But uh, they do give up somewhat of a, of a lot of yards per attempt, at least. There's just not many attempts. Um, West Virginia, good against the run pretty bad against the pass but kansas state pretty bad at passing the ball 
Um, and uh, they're good at running. I mean, they've got Deuce Vaughn. Um, he's a great little player, but West Virginia's strength is their run defense. So kind of a, a weird matchup. Not sure it can be exploited. Um, take us to Oklahoma at Baylor as Caleb Williams continues this crazy run he's on uh, for Oklahoma, and they're somehow still undefeated. Yeah, Caleb Williams has just totally changed the the offense in just so many excellent ways that Spencer Rattler couldn't. They're five and a half point favorites here with a total of 63, which is actually the highest on the slate. I think that this might be a trap for the Baylor offense that nobody's quite talking about quite like a bunch. Mm. So the, the Oklahoma defense has been missing a ton of players in their secondary and they got a couple back against Kansas, but I think they're going to add a few again this week. And I think that's going to make a really big difference. So I'm really interested to see how this game plays out. But I think people gravitating to a cheap Jerry Bohannon and Tyquan Thornton may be disappointed this week. So I'm, I think this is a a game where the total doesn't necessarily reflect changes from a personnel perspective for Oklahoma. So I'm, I'm fascinated by the way this game plays out. Yeah. I'm not thrilled about playing Baylor either. Uh then I've got a fun one at G5 special here, UCF at SMU. Uh, I think it's the only G5 on the slate. So uh, at least they're giving us one here. You got to like this, this game. Uh, the point total is somewhat modest. I mean, it's 60.5. That's not crazy high, but it is on the higher end for the slate. Uh, SMU favored by 7.5 gives them a team total of 34 versus UCF's 26 SMU sixth highest team total on the slate. Um, I think UCF could probably go over their team total of 26. I probably like the over in this game, uh, which means I think there's definitely some players we're going to want out of here. And SMU's defense is just cannot stop the pass. I mean, they're secondary. You've talked about it before. Just atrocious. Uh, definitely will have some nights passing game. In fact, they're one of their receivers is probably my favorite play on the slate. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, Rutgers at Indiana. Have fun. Uh, <laughs> you can make it. <laughs> just, just sigh because I, I don't think there's a player in this Why game. Why put this game on the slate, honestly? Why? I, I agree. I, I just have very little interest in either of these offenses. Rutgers defense isn't that bad against the run. Do we trust Indiana's pass defense? Not really. I don't even know who's starting for Indiana this week. I, I thought it was going to be Donovan McCulley, but I think it's going to be Jack Tuttle. Penix is like practicing, I think. Pen yeah, Penix is practicing, so there's no clarity there. Rutgers has a, pat a bad pass defense. Um, Indiana has a good defense. I mean, the total is 43. This isn't a game that, we're, that we need to make anybody a priority target in. That is true. Um, Michigan at Penn State. They love the Big Ten over at DraftKings. Uh, again, I mean, it's a marquee game. I get it. It's going to be like primetime or whatever. Uh, you know, this is your dad's favorite football game. Oh, put your, put your hand in the dirt and you put on a hat on a hat. That's what kind of game this is going to be. Um, as with a lot of Big Ten, if not talking about Ohio State, you know, it's it's good defense, pretty trashy offense, and that's about it. I mean, Penn State's run – Penn State cannot run the ball at all. I mean, we're talking like 120th 
in almost every single rushing category. Uh, Michigan's defense is obviously very good. That's the one thing they can do. And it's pretty much the same on the other side. The, the only defensive unit that's a little shaky might be Penn State's run defense, and that's actually been worse of late. Um, I'd have to check. I, I think they lost someone in the middle that was a big deal um, player-wise, and I'm not sure if he's back or, or what the status is there. So that might be something to look into if you're interested in doing the Michigan you know, a back in the Michigan offense, that might be the only way we look at this. I don't think it's a target for me, but you know, that's something that you might want to look at Northwestern at uh, my things blocking this here. I actually can't Wisconsin. Yeah. Northwestern at Wisconsin. Northwestern is so bad. Certainly there's something on Wisconsin you want to use, right? Yeah. I like Braylon Allen. He's been awesome. Yeah. Um, The total here is 41. So, I mean, I'm not, Loving, loving this game, if I'm being honest. But, you know, I, Northwestern has not been the defense that people think they've been. I mean, they've ranked terribly against the rush this year. So I think Wisconsin pretty much has their way. The Northwestern implied team totals 8.3 right now. <laughs> that I mean, is. I mean, we're not playing anyone on Northwestern. And anybody outside Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi, I think, is injured. So he's really the only target. Yeah. This is not a fun game to target. Yeah, I mean, if Malusi doesn't play, I just think lock Braylon Allen. I mean, he's going to get, what, 30 carries, 25 carries? I mean, Probably. against a, an absolutely dreadful Northwestern run defense. Um, Georgia at Tennessee. Marquee SEC game here. Tennessee's been good on offense. Um, you know, they've really turned that whole team around. They, they can really throw the ball now. Uh, Hendon hooker's been really nice. He can run as well as he's got some dual threat, but it's Georgia. I just, you know, it's 56 implied total Georgia's team totals 38, but again, Stetson Bennett might throw for 202. They'll have three running backs get in the end zone and you know, that's 38 points for you. So I just. I don't, I don't know what to, I mean, sometimes these teams, like you just don't know what to do. They put up points, but you don't know how to play them. And I'm just confused with what to do with Georgia. Um, Tennessee. I just, you can't really, you can do it in a tournament. Otherwise, I mean, if you play anyone from Tennessee, you're kind of just saying, I hope something crazy happens, but it's not really a plus EV play at all. Uh, big rivalry, Miami at FSU. Tell us about that. Yeah, this should be a fun game. At least I think so. Um, Miami's favored by two and a half. Florida State's kind of rebounded from a tough start. I I think that they're really rallying. So I'm really interested in what Florida State's doing, but they still have some issues on their defense. And Tyler Van Dyke for Miami has really just changed this offense in a way that we hadn't seen in a while. I don't think anybody saw this coming. No, maybe except Felix Sharp. I mean, he, yeah. he was a Tyler Van Dyke guy, but Van Dyke has been exceptional really since he got thrust into the UNC game. He gets a good, he gets a pretty good matchup this week. And I think this is a game that could shoot past the 16 and a half total, which is, I mean, it's still higher on the slate, but I'm really excited for this matchup just because it's a rivalry. And I, you know, both these teams last week, um, 
I can't speak to his Miami as much, but I know Florida State had a really big problem with the flu. And yeah. so I think we're going to see a better version of both of these teams this week. So I, I, I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, it's a, you know, I think it's definitely going to be fun. Like you said in the beginning, fun is a good word. Iowa State at Texas Tech. Definitely, I mean, Texas Tech's defense is just real, real, real bad. Um, bottom 100, over 100th uh, ranked in, in almost most passing uh, passing categories here. Like somewhat better against the run, but still bad. I mean, their defense sucks. And so Iowa State's going to have some players we want. Texas Tech offense, get out of here. Iowa State's defense is good. No interest uh, at all in the red Raiders offense, Minnesota at Iowa. You can make it quick again. Sorry. You got that. And Rutgers, Indiana. Yeah. I'm getting, this is a, a weekly theme here. Like I, I never get the good. <laughs> it's game. not on purpose. Yeah. It, it's a eeny, meeny, miny, mo situation, but it, it's like the Seinfeld episode where you are, it is actually being bad. And Jerry lies to, to George. If you know, if you, if you get the reference. Yeah. 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 But uh, no, Iowa, Minnesota, the total here is 37 and a half. Neither of these offense, I mean, Minnesota is a meh offense. They're really not impressive. Iowa's offense is terrible. I mean, this is like a, it's just a disgusting game. I have really no interest in playing pretty much any player for in this matchup. They're all priced a little too high to, to dig into the, uh, the garbage bail. There's one guy from Iowa I'm somewhat interested in, but I'm curious to hear you shoot it down because uh, I trust you more than me. Just on a cursory glance, I was like kind of interested. Uh, Purdue at Ohio State. You got to love this game. Um, I mean, Ohio State's just super fun right now. They've been fun ever since they – I mean, pretty much all year, actually. I mean, I know they had the loss, but they're still a great team, great, great, great offense. Um you're always interested in, you know, the Buckeyes and uh, Purdue's defense is like, they're good, but they're not great. And I definitely think they can be had on the ground. Uh, and you've got Trevion Henderson. Uh, it I, There's definitely some, some Buckeyes I'm interested in. On the flip side, Ohio State's defense really gotten it together lately. Um, they, they looked kind of weak earlier, but they've really tightened things up. They are top, you know, top 15 in rushing categories. They're top 30 in passing categories. Uh, Purdue, you know, they can throw the ball. I think, I think maybe you you think about a one-off um, Purdue player. I don't really want their quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, but maybe you do. I know you're you've been uh, in O'Connell's corner for a lot of slates because he's so dang cheap. Uh, they are going to need to throw. So we'll talk about that. And then finally, just to wrap us up here. Maryland and Michigan State, I think there's some some interest here. Yeah, there is for, for me. Uh, the total here is 62. Michigan State's favored by just under two touchdowns. But there's a lot of value on this Maryland side, the same way there was a lot of value on the Purdue side last week. So I, I think this is a game that's really interesting from a DFS perspective. And it might be popular, but... I don't think Maryland... There's a lot of value. I think Michigan State will be popular. I don't think the Maryland side will be too much. Um, cool. Be, let, let them eat cake. Let's do it. Yeah, I'd be kind of surprised about that. Um, all right. So there we go. That is the slate overview. Now we got to talk about quarterbacks, the signal callers, the 
whatever general field generals, blah, blah, blah. Um, where are you at? Uh, let me pull up the, uh, hold on one sec. Cause I want to just, we like to go through the top few, uh, in order and then, and then cherry pick the savings type players. Obviously, what can you say about Caleb Williams? We touched on him. He's been incredible. He's a dual threat. Uh, he, you know, will get you things on the ground. Um, he's put up 43, 27, 40, 31 in games since he's started. Um, just sensational. He's 10K. Uh, I think, you know, you could probably, even against a pretty good Baylor defense, you can probably lock in 25 to 30, like, lock it in which is saying a lot um i don't think i'll have a lot of caleb williams because i definitely don't think it's a it's a premium matchup against baylor and actually i uh, was listening to the bet the board podcast um and they were talking about how dave aranda in the last two meetings versus a lincoln riley offense once as a lsu dc and last year as the baylor head coach has really stymied the oklahoma offense so I don't know, maybe he's, you know, kind of got a little bit of a, a special recipe secret sauce against Lincoln Riley. I don't know, but I just think this could be a bit of a a floor game rather than a ceiling. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's pricey, so you never want to like declare him as somebody that you have to have because it's, it's pretty, it's you're, you're sacrificing, you're sacrificing elsewhere is the, really the bottom line, right? Of course, yeah. But I don't think this Baylor defense is any good um, against the pass. And they kind of got exposed last week by um, by Morris. And, I mean, he he lit them up. Yeah. And I, I think that's a product of just... They've gotten lit up in the last two or three match uh, games. Yeah. So, so they haven't played any, any good passing offenses, right? They played Texas State, Texas Southern, Kansas, Iowa State, Oklahoma State... They got lit up by West Virginia. They got lit up by BYU. They struggled against Texas. Um, Case Thompson was okay. And then they got killed by TCU. So I don't think that Baylor, like I think Baylor's defense is a product of like really good matchups. And so I, I'm okay plugging him in. So I will have a little bit of him. It's the price point that kind of scares me off. But I mean, I think like you said, he's he's locked in for like 30 points this week. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the way it is. And last, last, I mean, you know, just cause they're 10 K doesn't mean they can't pay off. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. it's just worth it. Sam Hartman, you know, he could have a Sam Hartman type game throws for three runs for two, something like that. I mean, certainly possible with Caleb Williams. It's just a matter of, do you feel comfortable with the discounts you're going to have to get elsewhere? Um, because you just, you know, you obviously can't have it all. I generally do think I can find more diamonds in the rough at quarterback than I can at like running back and stuff. So I just shy away from the beast quarterbacks, but um, it, you know, like you, like we've said, I mean, you're getting a floor and there's a ceiling there too. I mean, there's a 45 point ceiling, 50, I mean, there's 50 points. It, there's kind of yeah. just name your name, your number for a ceiling with a guy like that who can run for a hundred yards and two scores uh, and throw for 303. I mean, that's, that's in the range of outcomes for him. CJ Stroud, not probably going to run for a lot, but he can throw five touchdowns in any given week. In fact, he did it back to back. He went five, five, four, three weeks in a row. 
Uh, and then has actually kind of tapered off a little bit in terms of production as, you know, Ohio State has relied a little more on Trevion Henderson and, and hasn't needed all of Stroud. And, you know, they're just clicking. They're great. You, I don't know how you defend Ohio State right now. Um, and, you know, that's great for them for fantasy purposes. It's kind of like, do you want to pay up so much for Stroud when, you know, it may be three running backs that get in the end zone. So I think I would be out on Stroud. Purdue, if anything, is a little bit softer against the run than, you know, they kind of play a, a pass, bend but don't break pass defense. So, you know, big plays aren't there. And I just think they may work their way down the field in the run game this week. Yeah, I, I think I would rather pay like so Stroud is 9400 and yeah. uh, on DraftKings and Caleb Williams is 10K. I think I would rather pay up for Caleb Williams. Stroud has been I mean, I think he's I, I couldn't put a percentage on it, but he ever since he missed that game and Callum McCord came in, he he's still a little hurt like he is. Mm. So Ohio State isn't encouraging him to run. And that's kind of like a an insight from our resident Ohio state guy, Matt, Matt Bruning. And, and I, I don't love his upside in this matchup either. I think the guy to target here is Henderson a lot more so, but I don't want to like say he's not in play. He's just, I'd rather play pay up for Caleb Williams on this slate. All right. We got Tyler Mordecai. We've been uh, excited about him many weeks at SMU but you know what? UCF's pass defense is like real good. Um, I was shocked to see that. Uh, thanks to your nice color-coded worksheet here, it's easy to see that their pass defense is actually pretty decent. Uh, you know, top 40 uh, limiting pass yards, um, top 10 limiting explosive passes, and top thir uh, 13th in the country in yards per pass attempt at only six yards per pass attempt. So while I think that SMU's offense can certainly put up against UCF's defense, I mean, their strength is pass defense. And so I, I think that I would fade Mordecai. Are you on that board? Yeah, I am. Um, they've played some, some like, okay offenses too. So – I really, I mean, I mean, I, I just don't think Mordecai is the guy that like, I want Mordecai in a soft. Yeah, I, matchup. I don't, he's not a guy that I want to trust to like light up a good defense, but if it's a soft defense, I'm, I mean, all day pay 10 K. I don't care. Uh, but like, I want him against soft defenses. I don't trust him against good defenses. No. I, and I, I know it's a product, a little bit of their matchups, but I don't, I don't love Mordecai this week. He's he's a hard sell. I mean, what is he? Eighty six hundred? Did I get did I get that price point right? Um, yes. He's just a little eighty seven hundred. Sorry, he's just a little too pricey at, for a matchup that's a little bit concerning for their offense. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. Going down, man, Tyler Van Dyke is now 8K and comes in as the next most expensive starter. I remember when we were playing him in the sixes. He's now 8K in uh, a pretty good matchup against FSU, but I don't like this price point myself. Are you targeting Van Dyke this week? Um, Could be a pretty loosey. I mean, this game wouldn't shock yeah. me if it's into the 70s. Uh, I just think it could be loosey-goosey. 
um, in, in terms of game flow, but I still don't, I just, I don't think, I think 8K is too much for me. I like him. Um, and I'll actually probably play a little bit of him because 8K, I don't think is a, there aren't a lot of good quarterbacks on this slate. Like there really aren't. And so Van Dyke is a guy that I think I will have pretty good exposure to. Okay. Well, I know you're kind of a Van Dyke stan, so I am. I've been a, I've been a fan for for a little while. All right. Well, let's move on. Gary Bohannon. We've already kind of talked about him. Not very interested in Bohannon or the Baylor pass offense for 7,200. I'm still not interested. I don't think you are either. Stop me if you disagree. Um, but moving down just to cherry pick some uh, value guys that I personally like. I mean. I actually like Will Rogers um, for Mississippi State headed to Auburn. You know, Auburn's defense has been good, uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't call them great. And I and I think that it, this is a premium letdown spot coming off the loss to Texas A&M kind of, you know, putting the nail in the coffin for maybe making a backdoor SEC title game run. Um, and. I just, they're not formidable. I mean, they're like, they're okay. And if anything, they're better against the run than they are against the pass. Um, and when you play the air raid, it's just different. It's not the same passing concepts that you see when you're playing a normal team. Um, I think that Mississippi State will still get their 300 yards passing. I think Will Rogers will still get his 300 yards passing. And the question is TDs. Will he have two or three or four? Um, but I think it's 7,400 is pretty good. I mean, Mississippi State's, you know, been good. He put up 34 points against Arkansas. He put up 30, well, Vanderbilt. He put up 31 against Texas A&M, who has a pretty good defense. 33 against LSU, who has a bad defense, obviously. But, like, I just think that this is fairly safe just because of the insane volume. And at 7,400, I kind of like it on this slate. I don't hate it, but... You know, I I'd rather pay he, down. He's a lock for like three fifty. Van Dyke. Yeah, I mean, he's a lock for like three hundred yards, three fifty. Yeah, three fifty. I mean, like every game, it's just how many touchdowns is he going to score to to hit the ceiling? Is is really the bottom line? Touchdowns. I mean, right? Yeah, they're like the least explosive passing offense ever. Is how it feels. They just, but that's the air raid. I mean, that's yeah. just, that's what you get. Yeah, I mean, it works. It's just you're. I think you're playing with a little bit of fire with. Uh, him and I think Auburn. I don't know. I don't think Auburn's defense is that bad, but maybe I don't know. I don't think they're bad. I just don't think they're like stay away good. That's fair. Uh, and another guy, I mean, <laughs> the same game. I don't hate Bo Nix for 6,100. Coming, I mean, he was he was smoking hot for a while. I mean, 27, 28, 30, back to back to back. Uh, against UGA in the middle there for six points, but we're not going to hold that against him. And then two points last week against Texas A&M. They're at home. Mississippi State, not too imposing, um, at least against the pass. They're okay against the run, but, uh, you know, bottom quarter in the country uh, against the pass. Plus, Bo Nick's going to give you some some stuff on the ground. I was messing around and I just wanted to pay up for running backs actually and receivers. So I found myself going cheap at quarterback and Bo Nix was one that came up as like a super saver that I'm comfortable with. Um, 
you know, it sounds like you're not, you like the higher price quarterbacks this week. It seems. I don't even like the higher price quarterbacks. I just prefer some cheaper quarterbacks to be honest. Cheaper than but, 61? Do tell. Yeah. Do tell. So I like, I still like Aiden O'Connell. Uh, I'll go back to him again this week. I think Ohio state's defense on paper has been better, but when you watch the games, they're still letting a ton of players get open deep and, and intermediate. And I, I think that O'Connell can probably exploit that, especially with David Bell and they have some okay weapons there. I, so he's 5,400, which is really cheap, which I, I, I love. So it, That is just so cheap. Yeah. So I also like uh, in that, in that, uh, not the same game, but uh, in Maryland, Michigan State, I like Toalia. Like fifty nine hundred, Michigan State allows a lot of explosive plays, um, and I don't trust their defense currently. I mean, they they're allowing explosive pass rate of fourteen point six, which ranks a hundredth. They're allowing twenty four first downs per game, which is one hundred fifteenth. I think even though Maryland's lost some some like key players on that offense. I think that tag of at 5,900 is not a bad deal considering Maryland. I think it keep it like at least kind of close in that game has a potential to go over. And then I have one more that I, I like not cheaper than 6,100, but I really like Mike, Mikey Keene this week um, at UCF. He's 6,400. Yeah. UCS or SMU's passing game, their passing defense is terrible. Like, re, it's one of the worst units in the country. It's very um, bad. And Keen has been like pretty good recently, to, to be honest. I mean, he had a monster game two weeks ago. I think he could keep again. It, it that, but that was touchdowns. I actually looked at this, and he's not throwing a ton of passes. Not even hitting thirty attempts. Yeah. And I don't think he's a threat to get to the three hundred bonus. But yeah, he 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 had five touchdowns in that one game. I just. Uh, I'd rather O'Connell, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. You can't go wrong against the SMU secondary. What I, what, so what I like about Keene specifically is that I think in this matchup that he has, like, we've seen the touchdowns be there, right? But we haven't seen the yards. And I think this is like a get right, not necessarily get right spot for him, but like, a spot where we can see him exploit some plays Steve because he's been missing Jalen Robinson for basically his entire starting tenure. And I think it sounds like Jalen Robinson is coming back this week. Mm. If that's true, then I, I really like his ability to get deep because he has not had a good deep option as of late. Okay. Okay. I don't hate it. I definitely had Mikey Keen on my short list initially. Uh, then I kind of scratched it. Uh, I think that takes care of quarterbacks. I'm comfortable moving on to running backs now. Um, are you, I don't have, uh, I like Peyton Thorne at Michigan state, yeah. but I don't love I, him. Yeah, I, I think there are better that. options under seven K. I do think he's in play though. Maryland's pretty bad. I mean, I definitely think yeah. having any kind of Spartans on your team, it's just a matter of which one are you going to cherry pick? I kind of would take maybe one of the receivers. We'll get to them. Uh, yep. so running backs, Deuce Vaughn. What a what a rise for this guy. Five foot six. Nobody cares. He's awesome. He is awesome. Uh, but I don't know if I want to pay 9700 in a game against a good run defense. But uh, he is coming off a 
pretty ridiculous run. He just had a 50-point game, 30, 30, a 14 against Iowa State, but then 30 again. He's just hit 30 like six times this year and then coming off a 50-burger against Kansas. Um, I don't think I'm paying it, but he's so fun. I mean, I love the guy. Oh, I I love Deuce Vaughn. I just he he's one of my favorite players in the country. He he's like I, I think I comped him to like Mighty Mouse the other day. I said like yeah, this dude just straight up Mighty Mouse is awesome. Um, but I I think I agree with you. I mean, ninety seven hundred is a lot for a running back, and West Virginia's rushing defense isn't bad. I mean, I know a lot of his production comes in the receiving game, and that's really where you're getting the most of your value. But I mean. I I don't know. I don't love it. Kansas State plays at such a like slow pace. I mean, they're bottom 12 in pace in the country. So I yeah. I don't love relying on their offense, even though I think Deuce Vaughn is an incredible asset. I I'm probably not playing him this week either. Yeah. Uh Brees Hall against Texas Tech. I don't have, I don't have a problem with it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit it, but I love I mean, you got to love it. Um Texas Tech stinks. I mean, they stink at all levels. Uh he could easily have 203. It would not shock me. I think I'm going to have to have some it's it makes it hard. Um I just found myself spending money elsewhere uh than paying up for 9500. I mean, I in my lineup that I kind of did today, fooling around, see what I like the best. I didn't have anybody over eighty two hundred. I just it, I kind of went went more middle range everywhere instead of paying up for super studs. But Beast Hall is a super stud. Uh, I'll definitely you got to have some because, like I said, I mean, I think I think forty fifty points is possible. Yeah. I, I do too. I, I like Brees Hall. I think he's my preferred target over 9K. I don't know and that anybody else is besides him and, and Deuce Vaughn, but I definitely think I prefer him to Vaughn this yeah. week if I'm paying way, way up. And I don't, I honestly don't mind doing it because I think that he and Vaughn have the safest floors. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you're trying to take down a GPP, you, you need to get different elsewhere. And I think both Vaughn and I'm not sure Vaughn as much because he's really pricey, but I think Hall will be pretty chalky this week. Yeah, against Texas Tech for sure. And we've had great success playing players against Texas Tech's defense uh, all year. Kenneth Walker against Maryland. I love it. I mean, you can't – he could have four touchdowns again. Uh, You know, all these guys, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Trevion Henderson, I don't know if we need to break them down individually. They're all great plays, but when you look at it from a price point – I think Henderson at 8,500 might be the most value because I feel like they have similar ups. I mean, Henderson hasn't necessarily shown four touchdown upside, but like you can never really count on four touchdowns. I think Henderson has scored three in a game. He scored three in two games. So we know he's got three touchdown upside. Going to catch more passes than Walker. Probably won't catch more passes than Brees. But at a thousand dollars off Brees Hall against Purdue, I'm not that impressed with Purdue's run defense. I mean, I think he's in play for sure. But all three of them are great. I mean, I it's just can what can you fit? Yeah, and I, I I like Trayvon. He's one of the guys that I highlighted this week. Um, I prefer him to Walker actually. Yeah, I'd probably uh, I probably agree there. 
and I, I think that he's a, um, I want to say a lock for two touchdowns, like who's actually a lock for two touchdowns, but he's a guy I think will have a very productive week. Is he a guy that can win you a GPP? I don't know. That's the only, that's the only concern I have about him. Like what's it, what's his ceiling given how productive that passing offense has been in like in most of the games this year. So is he really someone who's going to score three touchdowns? That's what you probably need. I think Brees Hall has that. I think Deuce Vaughn has that. I think Kenneth Walker has that. Does Travion have it? I don't know, but he is a, I mean, he's a guy that I'm still playing because I think he could get there. I think just think it's less likely than everybody else. But I mean, if everybody else also thinks that, then like, Maybe you don't need two. Maybe and you're you, different. Yeah. Maybe you need, don't need three. Maybe you need two, and you need a productive passing game from him. So I still, I still like him. I'm, I'm not fading him, but that um, uh, the way the offense distributes like points or like scoring is a, at least a little bit of hesitation. Yeah, the, he's not. I mean, they have so many weapons. They don't need one guy to be the focal point, but he's fantastic. Uh, Braylon Allen comes in at 8,200. Man, if Ches Malusi's out against Northwestern, I mean, if you're going to tell me Braylon Allen's going to get at least 20 carries, he won't probably catch a pass. Um, but 20 to 25 carries for Braylon Allen against Northwestern is like for 8,200. I mean, that's hard to not, I'm going to have it. Uh, if Malusi plays, I'm not. I'm a little more hesitant because then I think that that carry ceiling gets tamped down to like 15, uh, which he can go over 100 yards at 15 carries as well. But well, you could be talking about one 180 and two or three touchdowns if Malusi does not play. I love Braylon Allen, and if Malusi plays, you're probably getting reduced ownership and I ownership, yeah. and I love it even more. Okay. You love it no matter what. Um, Eighty two hundred, great, great price for him. I I agree. Uh, tell me about Jalen Knighton for you. Um, I originally had him as a priority, but seventy nine hundred might be a little pricey. I mean, he is getting a lot of touches. Thirty two carries last game, but even when he doesn't get thirty two carries. He's been seeing 17 carries, five receptions, 21 carries, six receptions, uh, 17 carries, two receptions for 73 yards. He's a big play threat. I think you can lock and load 20 touches in some fashion. For 7,900 against FSU, uh, maybe I talked myself into him again. I mean, what do you think <laughs> about Knighton? He, he's explosive. You like that. He can take anything to the house. Yeah, I... And the receiving is I really, really like him. Like, I just think he's good. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, he's a guy that I want to plug in so bad. Um, but if I'm faced with a decision between like him and Braylon Allen, like I keep going Braylon Allen. And, and that's kind of how a lot of my lineups are ending up. But I think, I think you could pass on Brees Hall and then go down to Jalen Knight and, and then spend that probably on a receiver if you want to do mm-hmm. that. Um, Cause I think they might have similar ceilings. I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I really like Diane's usage. Like he's just been so heavily involved that it's really hard. Like you were saying, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just so hard to pass him the engine of their offense. All of a sudden, Tyler Van Dyke has come in, and he just he peppers Knighton. Uh, you love to see it. Um, the question I suppose is: Is this game going to get a little bit very loose with the scoring, or is it going to be you know one of these rivalry games? Everyone plays it close close to the vest. I guess that's kind of maybe how you should think about it. But um, I have no interest in Kennedy Brooks. I don't really have any interest in Hassan Haskins, but I. I guess you could make an argument there. Um, I don't want Abram Smith against Oklahoma's run defense. I now I kind of like Tyler Goodson. Um, Minnesota's run defense is bad, but I think there's better options probably. So I think I I'm gonna I'm gonna cast him away. I originally kind of liked Tyler Goodson though. Yeah, he's he's not a guy I love. Minnesota's rush defense has actually been better in recent weeks. So I'm pretty I'm kind of just like scared off of him. Yeah. Um because of that a guy that I like I think that is a little bit cheaper is Trey Siggers um at SMU mm-hmm. and I I, I if like him. Unless Bentley is out. So so this is a ca- this is a kind of like a caveat discussion a little bit so Sigurds is 5600 and I think Sigurds is a pretty good player and UCF doesn't wow me against the the rush I mean they're 81st in explosive or 75th in explosive rush rate um they're not like that impressive against the rush but I've seen rumors that Bentley might play and if he does play I actually really like playing him this week yeah, because he's under he's under four K, and I think he will probably assume a role that is bigger than his pricing indicates. So if Bentley doesn't play, I really like Sigurds, but if he does play, I really like Bentley. Yeah, I it, agree but it's, with you. I mean, it, that is a GPP move because he could yeah. his ankle is there's something going on with his ankle, and yeah. he's come out of games recently in like the first couple drives. But if he plays the whole game, I mean, you're getting him. At a I guess that's the chance. question is he's been active and basically not played. And so what does that mean? I mean, he had 20 carries against TCU and lit it up. And then two carries against Navy. So he played, but not much. Tulane was uh, played, had one reception against Houston, had four carries, one reception. So, I mean, he's played. I just, how are you going to trust what to expect there I, that's a tough one that that's just but i i mean i'm with you in terms of like he's definitely <laughs> intriguing um against that uh, that defense and everything else that is a gpp winning play if he plays sure like that is what that is basically what you're banking on right like nobody has him and he somehow scores twice he's 3700 and if so, he plays He's probably probably operating as the one A one B, and it's a good matchup for them. And I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. So if you can get him, I I mean I think his upside is like fifteen to twenty points in this matchup if he plays. So and from from guys who are plugged into the SMU program, it sounds like he will. So well at 37 it's tough not to, yeah. Um 
Okay. And then we talked about all those guys. Um, some other running backs that I think you should at least have on your radar as we go through here would be, you know, keep an eye on Malusi in terms of health. And then um, you said Trace Siggers. He was on my list as well. After that, it gets – that's why I'm kind of finding myself paying up for running back in this slate uh, because the, there's not a lot of discount. I mean, like you said, if Ulysses Bentley, that's a splash play. Um, and then there's just – there's not – I mean, maybe Dylan Johnson for Mississippi State. Uh, just because he kind of gets preference at the goal line and he could catch four or five passes and he's, you know, 3,900. So he's just super cheap. One of the cheapest guys uh, in terms of his average points scored per game uh, that you can get. So, and you know, the receptions are very nice, but other than that, like there's just nobody below seven K that I really care about having on my team. So it's kind of like you pay, 7K or more in the eights even for two running backs. Um, Wide receivers, the most expensive after his massive, massive game last week. And I actually did have a Clifford Dotson stack that did pretty well, but that's kind of the only thing I had that did well. Um, But yeah, he's coming off 56 point game. He caught 11 for 242 and three touchdowns. Uh, had 30 points the week before that. So he's kind of on a little bit of a tear going up against Michigan though. Not sure. I'm going to pay the 8,800. No, I'm not. Charleston Rambo yeah, in this game. Great. Yeah. I mean, we can just, we can just move on like 8,800 yeah. is just way too much. <laughs> uh, Charleston Rambo is 8k. I don't really love that. Although he is averaging 20 points per game, which kind of surprises me. He actually has had two 36-point games in recent history, coming off seven for 210 uh, and a touchdown against Georgia Tech. Um, yeah, I mean, would you stack? I mean, like Van Dyke, would you stack Van Dyke and, and Rambo? Yeah, I mean, he has 31 targets in his last three games. Like, he's absolutely the wide receiver one there. Um, he's just. There are guys that I just like that are cheaper than him. But if I if I believe that Miami Florida State's going to go over the 60 and a half, which I think they probably will, he is the preferred target. And I'm I wouldn't target anyone else in the passing game because it's just too spread around after that. So I I mean I don't hate Rambo at 8K, even though I think you're paying a premium. Yeah. JSN coming off. A, another monster game 15 for 240 and a touchdown at 58k 5800 now he's 7800 against purdue garrett wilson's probably going to play so i think that's just kind of like a no-brainer fade i mean not that he's bad but i mean if they're if they're all three receivers i just don't think you're going to see that again so that's a pass for me uh, Paul Hutchison, Danny Gray for SMU. I'm not interested about, about you. Uh, not really. I mean, he's been fine. I, I don't think 7,100 is a bad price either. I think I'd rather take a shot on Rasheed Rice at a $1,400 discount though. I mean, they're yeah, we've been doing Rice all year. 
Yeah, we've yeah. been doing the alternates all year. I don't love, like I said, I mean, I don't love Mordecai. I'm not sure I love uh, the SMU passing offense. Um, what about, so this is one of my favorite plays, although you mentioned that uh, Robinson might be back for UCF, but Ryan O'Keefe, um, you know, he's got like 31 targets in his last three games, looking at your sheet that you give out to me every week. And, uh, you know, he's actually the, got the most I think tied for fourth or fifth most targets on the slate over the last three weeks. And the the next closest guy in terms of price is 8K, and he's down at 7,200. Uh, I had a the opportunity to watch UCF a couple weeks in a row. He's really good. He's extremely fast, very quick twitch guy. Um, for sure, big play threat volume guy getting all the targets i really like him for 7200 now i guess if robinson plays he would be preferred because he's got to be cheaper i actually don't know off the top of my head he's yeah Robert, so he's so much yeah. less if robinson plays i'm playing robinson if robinson does not play i love o'keefe i think yeah. he's a i i have him highlighted as one of my favorite plays of this week Contingent on Robinson. Fully, actually, Robinson. So he he probably is going to play. Yeah, I think he... It sounds like he will. But if he does not, O'Keefe, if he does, I I think you play Robinson. You stack him with Keane at 6,400. And you can do a three-way stack, honestly. Like, you could go all three and and just You really could. Just have a lineup that's UCF stack, run it back with Rice on the other side. And, yeah, I think that'd be a, a great... A great play, actually. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's the UCF passing game. David Bell is at 6,700. That makes no sense. I get nope. the matchup isn't great, but we already talked about Ohio State's not that concerning. David Bell just had 11 for 217. What? Why is he? And he was 7,400 against Michigan State. Now he's 6,700? This feels like you like O'Connell stack him with bell. I mean, that seems stack him. Don't stack him, but play David bell. Right. Does that feel too obvious? Like, Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be chalk as hell, but can you afford I mean, that? Chalk? Well, I, I, he's gone down in price. And I think the thought is Ohio state can scheme against him better than anybody else we've seen recently. Which I think is probably true, but do we care? I don't know. I guess I'm not sure we do. The only team so far that has schemed him, quote unquote, is Wisconsin. Uh, He went six for 33, didn't get in the end zone, uh, only scored nine points. Iowa, who's supposedly awesome, he had 11 for 240. you know, Nebraska kind of held him in check, nine for 74. Um, I don't know. They they have the athletes to I'm check him. If I'm you go O'Connell, I think you go Bell. I could also yep. go with the Anthro- Anthrop. We like him here on this podcast. And it, once again, he was used uh, in interesting ways. They got him a couple of rushing uh, carries last week again. He's really come on as kind of a a diverse weapon. He's had five carries in his last, each of his last two games and six receptions. So, you know, you're talking about 
11 touches for 4,200. That's tough to beat and uh, scored a touchdown the past two games. He's really come on. I mean, he's just become the kind of their second, probably their second highest used weapon behind um, Bell. So I think Anthrop, maybe you say they scheme Bell and that opens the door for Anthrop to get even more. I really like him at 4,200. I don't hate him. And we, we've actually talked about him a lot this year. I think more than any, probably more than anybody else has. He's kind of a random guy, but yeah, he's really come up in conversation. (laughs) Right. But I, I like him for the same reasons that you do. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to just call out a couple others. Uh, Your, I mean, this is definitely your thing. Uh, The West Virginia secondary uh, receivers, I think I like them again a little bit against Kansas State. They're just so cheap. They get pretty pretty hefty targets. And Kansas State, we already talked, I think I uh, mentioned, they kind of have some explosive pass deficiencies. Uh, you know, 96th, uh, letting, they let a lot of um, yards per attempt, you know, basically on the slate. But they just, they're kind of limited in the volume you're going to see. But it's 4,700, 4,600 for Wright or Ford Wheaton. I kind of like Wright for 4,600, potentially for a cost saver. Um, And then we totally mocked the Indiana Rutgers game, but I actually don't hate Hendershot or Freifogel at 4,600. Freifogel, one of the guys on your list who has the most unrealized fantasy points per game, that's 12. For Ty Freifogel, he's still seeing plenty of targets. And the Indiana, no, the Rutgers pass defense is not is not very good. Uh, definitely more of their weak spot. 114th in yards per attempt, 116th in explosive pass rate. So I kind of like Freifogel, to be honest, a one-off. And we're not talking about a stack, but he's like 4,600, 4,500. Um, I've found him fitting in my lineups and I've been pretty happy about it. Yeah. He's, he's interesting because Rutgers is so bad. I just don't know who the quarterback is. So when we have clarity on that, I will probably adjust. Does it um, matter? I mean, is there one guy who's really better or worse? I mean, aren't they all terrible? I mean, I think I'd prefer Penix if he's playing to Jack Tuttle and, Donovan McCauley. Oh, I thought we were talking about Rutgers. But yeah, I guess Penix and Tuttle yeah, definitely yeah. over McCauley because McCauley is just doesn't he doesn't have he can't throw it very well. So yeah. I, I think if it's at least Tuttle, I'm still in. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that. So some of the guys that I like are a little bit cheaper. I think Garrett Wilson's the guy you want to play at Ohio State. He's 6,900, which is Seven, which is 900 off of JSN. Um, he's the wide receiver one there when he's healthy. Uh, but, you know, he he missed last week with a concussion. So if he plays this week, I, I really like that price. Jaden Reed at 6,100. I know Naylor missed last week. Naylor's priced a little bit above him, but Jaden Reed's still a really explosive asset. So I, I don't mind that. And then in the same game, um, Oh my gosh. I'm staring at his name and I really don't know how to pronounce it. So <laughs> oh, we'll allow okay. it. Just just give us okay. uh Oquan- I think it's pronounced Oquanko. Oh yes, the tight end for Maryland. The, the tight end for Maryland. He has oh, 22 cool. targets over his last three games, which leads yep. the team. He's coming um, on. 
Yeah, at forty two hundred, I mean that's that's really that's really nice against the Michigan State defense, who has not been impressive this week. And then I, I'm with you on the West Virginia passing game. I think Winston Wright is really interesting. I think he's my preferred target there because he's a little bit cheaper, and he he and Bryce for Wheaton are, are buying for the same targets. But I I prefer him as well, just for a little bit of savings. And then. In the Florida State-Miami game, I have kind of found interest in Keyshawn Helton. Uh, He's 4,300 for Florida State. And I don't mind Jordan Travis in this matchup either. We didn't really talk about him much. I think he's an interesting play, assuming he's healthy. But Keyshawn Helton is a guy that I like in a one-off anyway. He has 13 targets in his last last three games. But 4.6 unrealized fantasy points. I think he's the guy you want to target in this in this matchup for sure. Especially we think that that 60 and a half total is going to either be realized or go over, but there aren't a lot of guys under three under four K that I love this week. I think we're sitting mostly in the four to five K range. Yeah, I agree. There's not, there's just not a ton of value. I mean, Aiden O'Connell might be the biggest value. Um, there's not, there's not tons of other values. I'm happy wrapping it up there actually with the wide receivers. Um, we're keeping it under an hour. That's good for us. And, um, you know, why wait till Sunday? Play some DraftKings uh, college football slate on Saturday. And then also tune in for Saturday morning from 11 to 12. Well, you can tune in at 10. Chris will be there at 10 talking about kind of more of the college football angle. But then from 11 to 12, we're going to talk about updates to the uh, our sheets, updates to what we like, what we don't like. And then also, uh, you know, uh, like I said, updates and then injury news. I mean, we're going to keep as close a watch on injury news. We will also talk about prize picks and some bets that we like um, on the Saturday morning show from 11 to 12. Otherwise, go check out campuscanton.com. If you do not have a membership, you definitely want to do that. We have tons of goodies for you behind the paywall. And also hit us up at on Twitter at AlfredJF is me. Chris is at Chris Moxley 19 and we will see you in week 12. Peace.